Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Maybe you're driving kids to a class, maybe you're doing some work around the house, but thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. One of the reasons why I keep these episodes short is so that they fit into your busy day. I know that I love to listen to podcasts, but so many of them are really long and I just never have time to finish them. So that's why I strive to keep these episodes short so they can fit into your busy day and you can get some practical, useful information. So obviously we as homeschool parents or parents that are looking for alternatives, we are doing that because our child has individual learning needs and a standard classroom or institution usually can't meet those individual needs or their pace of learning. So we look for alternatives. And when I say alternatives, I'm going to really broadly encompass alternatives. That's not just homeschooling as far as what we think of as sitting at home, working with books or an online program, but also with private schools, charter schools, specialty programs, tutors, uh, co-ops, whatever works to educate your child. And that includes music lessons and sports and art lessons and dance and all those kinds of things as well. Sometimes we don't really think about all these learning methods as education, but that's one thing I think we need to start doing. I think we need to really Think of education as life learning and that there is so much out there that our kids are doing that is education. It is learning. It is giving them skills for life in a variety of ways. And they are not only learning perhaps communication skills and patience and some of those soft skills, as they call them, but they're still learning academic things as well with counting and spelling and writing and basic things like that. So we really have to think about education in a really, I guess, holistic or organic way and that it's always happening. And we, I think, need to sometimes branch out how we think about education so that maybe we can sometimes lighten up some of the things that we're doing if it's getting stressful, if it's getting really difficult. And one of the examples that I want to use is my oldest daughter who is 18, she's her senior year in high school, and I've talked before that she is also dual enrolled in our local community college. So she's taking high school classes, she's taking community college classes, she works part-time, she works two days a week at a animal rescue, she does martial arts um, at least one day a week and teaches another student with martial arts. And one of the things that she's gotten into is aerial arts. So she does the aerial silks, and the lyra or lyra, I still don't know how to pronounce it, but the ring that you, it hangs from the ceiling and you do different aerial arts with. Now, one of the things that I love about homeschooling and home education and just life learning is that you never know when ideas and passions will strike. And she has another friend that was doing the aerial arts, which is what got her into this. So she found a local studio and she started taking classes. and this has become a passion for her. Like she absolutely loves it. She never knew about this before. She has just 
dove in head first. She's taking classes three times a week because she just loves it so much. I'm not sure how long that will be able to be maintained with her crazy schedule, but she is learning about choreography. She's learning about conditioning because she is in better shape than she's ever been in before. She's realizing that because she's expending so much energy doing this, that she needs more sleep. As a teenager, she's up super late. She sleeps late. But that schedule needs to be modified a little bit for her to maintain her level of energy expenditure with this new hobby. So she's been going to sleep earlier. She's been eating better because she's burning up more calories. So she's making sure that she's, you know, getting more protein. And, you know, she's basically paying attention to things that she didn't pay attention to perhaps quite so much in the past. And she has really just jumped into this. And I love this on multiple levels. I mean, obviously, I love to see my child really interested in something. But she's thinking long term. She's thinking, wow, this is such an incredible thing that I absolutely love and I'm working at. Maybe this is something that I can do in the future. I can teach part time in in the future, or this is something that I can maybe incorporate into my teaching, because that's one of the things that she wants to do is is teaching. Maybe this is something I can somehow incorporate into that, into movement and body awareness and things like that. So this you just never know when kids are going to find their passions. And I just absolutely love this so much. One of another example is my youngest daughter who is 10, which of granted she's 10, so you know, interest can come and go by the hour, by the day, by the week. I totally get that. But she's always really been interested in two things consistently over time. One is like snorkeling, scuba diving in the ocean, and the other thing has been space. Those are two things that she's pretty consistently been interested in. And one of the great things that we've been able to take advantage of is our local community college put in a planetarium, which is fabulous. So we've been to two different shows lately at the planetarium, which of course has just really renewed her interests. And we've been reading about different issue, different topics with space. And we went to a, a book fair that had a author of some well-known astronomy and space books. I did not realize the extent of his expertise and realized that he is a uh, world-renowned speaker on astronomy, which I didn't necessarily realize that, so I learned that as I was talking to him. But my daughter was talking to him, and she was actually asking him questions, which I don't think he gets very much of from younger kids, because he really jumped right into this conversation with her and was asking her questions, and they were having this great conversation. And of course, I bought some books from him because I can't resist. And she came away from that basically saying, I want to be the first woman that walks on the moon. And she she said this to him and he was like, I want you to be the first woman that walks on the moon as well. And she was so, I guess, passionate about this that I was kind of laughing, not because I didn't think she couldn't potentially do it, but just because I could see that he was like, yes, I want young people to be interested in stuff like this. And the fact that she knew that, yes, we had men walk on the moon, but we hadn't had women walk on the moon. And this was a big deal to her. So 
we went back and of course we've gone to the library and we've gotten some more books and we've gotten uh, some YouTube videos that she was wa watching about um, space. And of course, just recently, if you didn't know in the news, there was two women that um, went on a female only spacewalk and how this was really history making. And we learned that it had been delayed because NASA did not have two size medium spacesuits. How about that? They only had larges for men. So this is a whole nother topic, obviously, but it was just interesting to have that discussion about how women really aren't common in the space field and how times are changing and they need to be more aware of that. And now they obviously have two <laughs> size medium spacesuits for women. It's just so much information that you can jump into and so much information that she can learn and your child can learn that you don't even realize it. So I guess my biggest, my biggest issue or my biggest point is just that our kids are learning all the time and we just have to always be feeding their interests, no matter what it is, whether it's books or classes or conversations or museums or whatever it might be. Whenever possible, if we can find a mentor or an expert in that field, that our children can speak to about whatever topic they're interested in, that is so important. And I think we need to continue striving to find those kinds of mentors and experts to be able to talk with whenever possible. And even if it's not in person, even if it's like online webinars or TED Talks or things like that, that they, they can at least listen to these speakers or these people that are passionate about their interest as well. I still think that's important for them to hear them actually speaking, not ne just necessarily reading about them in a, in a book. I think we really need to kind of broaden and be able to feed their interests in a variety of methods. And that kind of leads me to the other part of this, is that I really want to encourage people to really do some research and seek out what's available to them. I know many of us, me included, when we start to look at what's in our immediate area or what's available to us, it might seem really limited. We might be in an area where there isn't a lot of charter schools or extra classes or classes that are focused towards homeschoolers during the day. I totally get that. But what I have found is that if we do some searching and we do some questioning and we have some conversations with people, there are usually way more opportunities than we are even aware of. And yes, this does take some, some work. This takes some time for us to reach out and to do some research. But I think it is really important, really valuable, and so, so useful. Some examples that I'm talking about is... Like I said, I've been in three states. I've been homeschooling in a variety of places that some had more resources and some had less resources. But what I found out was a lot of times during the day, a lot of places have openings that they are willing to talk with you about offering different classes or events or opportunities during the day that they just had never thought about before. Some examples are homeschool sports or swimming lessons at the Y. 
This is something that we've taken advantage of in two different states. One of them had not done this previously. They, when it was, when they were approached, they were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. But then when we sat down and had conversations with them and we said, hey, you know, we've got, you know, 10 kids that are interested in this and, you know, we can fill a empty space in your day. You just need to find the instructors. Basically, it happened. They realized that this was a win-win for both of us. We get people into the Y during the day when it's not as busy. They could they were able to find instructors, so instructors were getting you know extra pay for these classes, and it all worked out. So that's one example. Other examples are art or even gymnastics or dance. A lot of those places are empty during the day, or they are only offering maybe preschool classes during the day. But if you approach them and you have enough students that are interested and have a real interest as far as longevity, like this is something that's worthwhile for them, many of them are willing to have conversations with you and offer classes during the day. So I really encourage you to do stuff like that. Libraries are another huge source of great programming. I have worked with a couple different libraries that were more than happy to set up things during the day for homeschoolers by different ages. They did different holiday events or subject-specific, like a unit study kind of thing. They helped with finding books. They even, one of them even helped find a speaker. If you talk to your librarians and you say, I've got these kids that are interested in, you know, this topic, can you help us put together some kind of event? They've got the space. They've got the staff. They've got the resources. They are a excellent resource for you to be using. And a lot of times the library will do it for free. Sometimes there might be a charge if there's some activity or outside person coming in. But most of the time, anything I organized with the library was free, which is so great on multiple levels, obviously. Other things to think about are who are some of the uh, organizations in your area that perhaps could offer mentorships or internships? We have an organization here um, called uh, Urban Workshop. And it is basically like a shop class for adults is what it started out as. It has, a, they got a huge facility, they have all the equipment, they have, you know, welding and woodworking and um, auto shop and 3D printers and all this stuff. And you paid a membership and you could go and use all their stuff and do whatever work you had to do. Well, a homeschool group went to them and said, this is a great opportunity. We would love to have some classes for homeschoolers can you work with us? And it started a little slow. It started with a little bit of bumpiness with as far as liability, what could be done, what couldn't be done. But then after about two years, they figured out all the legalities. They started offering the classes. They're like semester long classes. They're three hours uh, once a week. They are incredible. My kids have, my, two of my kids have taken classes there. And it's not just making the little, you know, marshmallows and toothpick kind of projects. They are building stuff. They're making a skateboard. They are making um, lights. They're doing Arduino. They're doing coding. They're, they're making masks. They're doing like legit projects. They're doing welding. They are, it's, it, it's incredible. And this was all because some homeschoolers went to them and just said, hey, can we work with you and figure out a way to do homeschool classes? So. I really stress that sometimes for us to expect everything to just be done and kind of out there for us to pick from for our kids' learning opportunities, it's not always going to be out there. 
sometimes we really need to step outside our comfort zone and we need to go out there and figure out what our kids want, what our kids need, and what's out there to fill that need. Perhaps you just need academic skills. Perhaps you really need somebody that can help with math and you can't afford maybe a straight out tutor for that. So maybe you talk with the tutoring center or talk with a college, especially a community college, see if there are students that will do some tutoring that maybe they get credit for it somehow, but they can help your kids with pre-algebra or geometry or trig or whatever it is. These are all things that are out there just waiting for someone to ask. And yeah, sometimes you're going to get an answer of no. That's going to happen. But don't let that deter you. Keep asking because it's just a matter of finding the right person that's going to say yes. And for the, the tutoring, let's say the college thing doesn't work out, even though I think that's always a great idea. Maybe a tutoring center will do a deal if you have multiple kids. Maybe, you know, it's 50 bucks an hour, but if you have three kids in the same session doing the same tutoring, it's only going to be 15 bucks an hour for each of them, whatever it might be. Again, just come up with different ways of thinking about what you need or what your child needs and try to think outside the box and how you can get that to your child. One of the things that I always stress to people is that homeschooling doesn't mean that everything is done at home and it doesn't mean that you have to do everything yourself. Homeschooling to me is more like community learning. It's more like um, community schooling in that you're looking to see what's available and what you can take advantage of that will help your child. There are so many things out there now, like OutSchool. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, OutSchool.com. It's online live classes. It's for all ages of kids. It's for all subjects. It's a new thing that's just been out for the last few years. It's a great thing to look into. Classes are usually very affordable. I don't get any kind of kickback from them, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there because we've taken a couple short little one-day classes for my daughter, and they were fun. They were enjoyable. The teacher was good. I know they have like longer-term classes, like four-week classes, six weeks, all semester, things like that. There are just so many things out there now that will help people that are doing alternative education for their kids. And we just need to take advantage of them so that we can have the best, well-rounded, extensive education that our child wants and needs. So my takeaway for the day is that basically the world is your oyster, right? Life learning is real. It's out there. It's ours for the taking. And our job as parents are to help facilitate that for our kids, for us to be able to find what they need or help them find what they need. Guide them. And yes, academics are important. I totally agree with that. They need core subjects, but education is more than just that. There is so much more to it. And we need to help our kids find what they need and when they need it. I hope this gives you a little bit of helpful information for your homeschool family. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Normally, yes, I do episodes every other week now, but I will be doing a bonus episode next week for NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. It will be a replay of last year's episode, but I will be putting that out again next week in preparation for November, just to give you some ideas about using that in your homeschool if you are interested. 
Don't forget to find me on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, where I post books and snapshots of our homeschool life, as well as Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast, where I put articles and other relevant information that might help you in your homeschool life. So I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.